الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اليوم أكملت لكم دينكم وأتممت عليكم نعمتي ورضيت لكم الإسلام دينا صدق الله العظيم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل رجل من أمتي على ثغرة من ثغر الإسلام الله الله لا يؤتى الإسلام من قبلكم أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم Respected friends and elders If you look around us today and we study the world of today we find it is a world full of chaos a world full of catastrophe a world filled with challenges and fitan on every level. There is hardly an area or a spot of ground that hasn't been affected by some form of calamity, challenge, fitna. Whether you are in this country or any other country of the world, fitnas find their way to the pocket of every person. Challenges have found their ways into every home. Trials and tribulations have found their ways into every country. The, girl, the world has now been engulfed with darkness, difficulty. It's a world full of chaos. Generally, the system of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in history was when there was a degeneration like this, when there were so many challenges that people faced, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would send a Nabi who would reform. To the barakat and the effort and the da'wat of that Nabi, people would be reformed. And then when degeneration set in again, another Nabi was sent, followed by another and another. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent approximately 124,000 anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. This world is not to last. So the system of sending Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam had to be sealed also. And Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam was also sent at a time when the globe was covered in darkness. He was sent as the final prophet and final Nabi. No Nabi to come after Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Marana Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi rahimahullah when he paints the picture the opening passage of his book on the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says, Talatil fatrah wa zalam. That the intermission between the Anbiya was extended. From the time of Isa alayhi salam to the coming of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, several years and decades had elapsed. And as a result of that, there was no Nabi, there was no reformer, there was no da'wat. وَانْتَشَرَ zalam, Darkness had spread and covered the globe. This earth was filled with darkness. At that time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to send Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When mankind was challenged, like we are challenged today. When people were suffering, especially in the Arab world, and everywhere else on the globe, suffering in different ways. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Deenul Islam and sent Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the solution 
solution for that darkness that was found in his era and period, and the solution for every darkness that is to come till the day of Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, having full ilm and knowledge, Allah's knowledge is perfect. Having full knowledge of the different challenges that will face humanity till Qiyamah. Having full knowledge of the fitnas that are to come till Qiyamah. Having knowledge of all the different conditions that will come on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for all of that, chose Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He sent our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with wahi, with the Qur'an, with the sunnah, and perfected deenul Islam, the result of which we saw in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in that short span of 23 years of nubuwat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had dispelled darknesses from the Arabian Peninsula. Nur, the nur and light of hidayat and guidance, and the nur of the sunnah, had covered the entire Arabian Peninsula, and very quickly thereafter spread to the corners of the globe. For us to understand the condition of the Arabs at that time, I would like to quote to you the statement of Sayyidina Ja'far radiallahu anhu, who was part of the Jamaat of Sahaba that made the first migration to Abyssinia. When he was summoned to the court of Najashi to explain himself and why have you all come here, he addressed the king and he says, Ayyuhal Malik, O king, inna kunna ahla jahiliya. We were a people who were stooped in ignorance. We had jahiliyat and ignorance. Ignorance in knowledge, ignorance in action as well. Jahiliyat and jahalat is of two ways. When we understand jahalat and ignorance, we attribute it to knowledge. You get jahalat of ilm and knowledge, and you get jahalat in amal, practical jahalat as well. Both forms were found in the Arabs at that time. Na'budul asnam, and then he enumerates the wrongs and the sin and the jahiliyat that was found, the practical and and the, the, the mental jahiliyah that was found. He says, Na'budul asnam, we used to worship idols, we used to worship stones. وَنَأْكُلُ mayta. We used to eat carrion, unslaughtered meat. وَنَأْتِ fawahish. We used to do all the sin under the sun. وَنَقْطَعُ arham. We used to break family ties. وَنُسِيءُ jiwar. We were not good neighbors. وَيَأْكُلُ الْقَوِيُّ مِنَّ الضَّعِيفِ The powerful among us in our societies used to devour and trample on the rights of the weak. Respected friends and elders, Ask ourselves, is that the description of the dunya 1400 years ago or a description of the dunya today? Ma ashbah al bil ams. How today has resembled yesterday? How today we find ourselves in the same conditions? Let's inspect each one of these six qualities of jahiliyyah that he has mentioned. Na'budul asnam, we used to worship idols. Today too we find idol worship in our society. But in a sophisticated form, in a modern form, whether it be money, the rands and dollars and pounds and cents, whether it be some football star or sports star, whether it be some car, whether it be some kind of a worldly position, we have idolized all of these things. Because to get to that car, to get to that position, to get to that amount of fame in the dunya, 
We will leave nothing, no stone unturned. We will obey every dictate of that idol. We will obey every dictate that will lead us to that position. That is the relationship between a man and his deity. That you are ready to do whatever it takes. We have these modern idols in our lives. Na'kulul maytah, we eat, we used to eat carrion. How much, how much of concern is there found really in our lives with regards to what we are consuming? Whether it is directly the food from the outlets that we are buying. Whether it is the way we earn our livelihood. The zamana has come where Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith of Bukhari Sharif that la yubalil mar'u ma akhadha minhu man will not be concerned as to where he is getting it from. What he is getting will be more important to him. As long as the money is coming. La yubalil mar'u ma akhadha min amin al-halal amin al-haram Whether it is coming from a halal avenue or haram avenue that will not concern him as long as he makes the figures at the end of the month. As long as he can pay those installments to live that kind of a high life. Colonel Amiruddin, rahimahullah, was a senior elder of Tabligh of the world, had mentioned once, commenting on, the, on North America and America, because he lived there. But as we know, respected friends and elders, the, the, the fitnas that are found in any part of the world is mirrored throughout the globe in an instant. The challenges that they were facing 10, 15, 20 years ago are found now in our societies as well. He says, in my estimate, a muttaqi, a pious person, somebody who watches what he eats, somebody who watches what he consumes in America, within one year, he would have consumed one pig. A man who is cautious, there is so much of contamination in what we are consuming. And this is what he mentioned years ago, decades ago. And what was across the Atlantic is now at the shores of the Indian Ocean as well. How, the further we go into time, the more contamination there is of haram ingredients in what we are consuming, and the, least, the less concerned we are growing. Think to yourselves, 20 years ago, how much more cautious we were with regards to what we, what we were consuming. And now what is, what is our state? So like in that zamana, na'kulul mayta, we used to eat carrion, unhalal, unslaughtered meat. Today too it is happening, but in a modern form. Na'til fawahish, he says we used to engage in every sin under the sun. This needs no further elaboration. The amount of haram that is permeating our society, whether it be in the form of zina, whether it be in the form of alcohol, whether it be in the form of drugs, whether it be in the form of riba, whether it be in the form of flouting the commands of Allah, salah, etc. All types of fawahish, immoral acts have, have spread in our society. Naqta'ul arham, we used to break family ties. We never kept up family ties, despite the Arabs being so proud of their tribes. Today too we find that, that a brother can't see eye to eye with his brother. Today we find that, that a sister-in-law can't take it, that her sister-in-law has upgraded her kitchen before her. Today too we find that mother and daughter can't sit together and eat on the same table. Naqta'ul arham, the cutting and the slaughtering of family ties has destroyed our societies. Wanusi'ul jiwar, we were not good neighbors. My beloved father, rahimahullah, in his last 
bayan before he passed away. It was a Eid bayan during lockdown, so it was not so public. His advice was that how much of deen have we taught to our fellow neighbors? How much of deen have we shared? How much of Islam have we taken to our fellow citizens in this country? كَمْ مِنْ جَارٍ مُتَعَلِّقٌ بِجَارِ وَمُتَعَلِّقٍ بِجَارِهِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ A hadith in Al-Adab Al-Mufrada of Imam Bukhari rahimahullah says, There will be many a neighbor on the day of Qiyamah, grabbing his fellow neighbor and, and dragging him in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, and complaining, Oh Allah, he deprived me of the khair and the ni'mas that you blessed him with. Whilst this may apparently apply to the material ni'mas, which we, should, which we should definitely share with our neighbors. What about the ultimate ni'mat of deen islam What kind of neighbors are we really physically in terms of material ni'mats and bounties and sharing that with our neighbors? And what kind of neighbors are we in terms of sharing the greatest bounty of Islam with our neighbors? And he says that the powerful among us used to devour the weak. That is exactly the case today in the dunya. As long as you can afford a better lawyer, as long as you know somebody, it's about who you know, and not what you know, and not what is the case. As long as you are more powerful in society, you can silence the Muslim, you can silence the victim, you can sweep it under the carpet. The very same wrongs that were found, the very same acts of jahiliyyat that were found in the pre-Islamic days, is found today, respected friends and allies, and in many ways to a, to a greater extent. To a worse degree. But for that, what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send? To remove those ill practices. And to rid the world of that zalam and that darkness that had engulfed the globe. Allah Rabbul Izzah sent Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Like it was a solution at that time. This is the only solution today. Whatever I have discussed so far, we generally... Relate that to the Muslim community. That we are challenged on every level. And the cause of that is the degeneration of Muslims. Respected friends and elders. Even the loss, even the challenge, even the suffering of the non-Muslims. Even the suffering of the animals. Even the suffering of what we may label as lifeless things around us. Is a direct repercussion of us degenerating. Mawlana Abu Hassan Ali Nadwi rahimahullah wrote two books painting this picture. On one hand, a book labeled Ida Habbat Nafhatul Iman. It has been translated also into Urdu. Many of us knowing the Urdu language will appreciate the title Jab Iman ki Bahar Ai. When that wind of Iman blew, in other words, how the world was changed, how despite all the darkness, Despite all the fitna, all the challenges, to the barakat of iman, the com- upholding the commands of Allah, and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the fate of humanity at that time was changed. And another book he wrote from our angle, painting the picture from the other end. The title for which is, Mada Khasir al-Alam bin Hitatil Muslimin. What has the world lost out? What has the world lost because of the degeneration of Muslims? Not what have the Muslim communities lost. Not what is the repercussions on the Muslims. What is the repercussion on the alam? On the entire globe, on the entire universe. 
because of the inhitat and the degeneration of Muslims. Whatever deeds we carry out will bring favorable conditions on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if it's good. And the sins we carry out will bring equal type of conditions on the side of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mentioned even what we label as lifeless things around us, the mountains, the ground, the earth. These things also take effect. Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu one day was mentioning to his students. He says sometimes the mountains communicate among themselves. Therefore I said what, what we may label as lifeless. They communicate and one mountain asks the other mountain, has anybody passed by you engaged in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? If the answer is in the affirmative, they rejoice that somebody passed by us making the dhikr of Allah, taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because they take effect. So the students commented, like really do they take effect from this? Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says in the riwayah of Shu'abul Iman of Bayhaqi that undoubtedly the mountains and the, and, and the jamadat, the lifeless things take effect. They take effect from good and virtuous deeds like they take effect from wrong and sin and haram. And he quotes the verse of Surah Maryam, تَكَادُ السَّمَاوَاتُ يَتَفَطَّرْنَ مِنْهُ وَتَنْشَقُّ الْأَرْضِ وَتَخِرُّ الْجِبَالُ هَدَّا because of the shirk of the people of Makkah, because of them disbelieving in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and having those idols that they were worshipping, the effect of it was so bad. Allah says, Allah says, Takadu samawat, the skies almost split asunder. So bad and so drastic was the effect of their sin and their wrong. The earth almost split apart. The mountains were almost blown away. Why? Because they, they claim that Allah has a son, Allah has a child. The effect of that statement, the effect of that sin was so bad that it, it affected the, the, the skies also, the earth also, the mountains as well. Abdullah bin Mas'ud radiallahu anhu says, if the mountains can take effect from sin and haram, then they can take effect from good and virtuous deeds as well. A hadith of Bukhari Sharif tells us, a janazah was going past and Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Mustarihun or Mustarahun minhu. A janazah can either be of a person who will now go and have a rest. He has now left the toils and the suffering of the dunya. But because he led his life correctly, he was a good man, he will now be put to rest in the true sense of the word. Today too they say R.I.P. But that is not judged by what people will tell you and wish you. It is judged by the actions we carry out in our lives. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Another type of janazah is of those who are mustarahun minhu, from whom others are at ease. Others are now relieved of their burden. Yastarihu minhu al-ibadu wal-bilad, Allah says. A sinner, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, that a sinner when he dies, then he is mustarahun minhu, others are relieved from him. Who is relieved? Al-ibad, his fellow bondsman, wal-bilad, even the lands, that his burden was too much. The effect of him being on earth and the sin that he was committing was affecting the land. So when he dies, land and earth and the mountains around him are also relieved. This is the effect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in the actions we carry out. Mada khasir al-alam bin hitat al-muslimin. What the world has lost out.
because of the degeneration of Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Deenul Islam at that time to spread nur of hidayat, to dispel the darkness of jahiliyat. Today too that nur is the only way. The nur of iman, the nur of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the only way that darkness will be dispelled firstly on an individual level. In my life, in your life, in the life of my family, the sufferings in our society, the darkness that has covered our homes will be removed to the barakah of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and inshallah globally as well. Ulama explain that Deenul Islam has got five basic maqasid, five basic functions. All the commands of Allah, all the sunnats of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are to fulfill these five maqasid, these five objectives. Hafid ibn Hajar rahimahullah, when enumerating this mentions, these five objectives are such, they are needed. لِصَلَاحِ maashi wal ma'ad. For the system of the world to be safe, secure, to be livable, and for the akhirah to be livable. We generally equate the command of Allah, the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to rewards in the akhirah, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will bring us huge rewards in akhirah and inshallah take us to jannah. But even before that, it has a direct effect and that is the purpose of my talk today. For us to understand the commands of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will affect our, our day-to-day lives in this dunya as well. And these five things are needed for the dunya to function for any person, not just a Muslim. Number one is hifzuddin, the protection of your deen and your aqidah. Every part of Islam is either upholding your aqidah and, 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 and giving you the protect belief structure. Number two, hifzul nafs, to protect the souls of man. Number three, hifzul mal, to protect the wealth of man. man. Number four, hifzul aql, to protect the integrity and the aql of insan. And number five, hifzul nasab, to protect the nasab and lineages of the people. Firstly, these five things are needed for the dunya to function correctly. Any aql, any person of intellect pondering over this will come to the same conclusion. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the fulfillment of all five in Deenul Islam, in, the, in His commands and the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When the system of Islam will be upheld on an individual level, on a local level, on a national scale and on a global scale, we will find all five flourishing. Man's belief structure will be sound and intact. Man's lives will be, will be protected, <coughs> will be considered sacred. Man's wealth will not be wasted and exploited. Man's integrity will be intact. <coughs> and nasab and lineages also will not be tainted. In, let us inspect our societies today. We are challenged on every level. When it comes to our belief structure, people who are born in Muslim homes, sometimes even a hafiz of Quran, sent to the madrasas, went out in, the, in, 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 the, in jamaat, attended the bayans of pious people, but because he never maintained that, he ended up in the wrong company, he ended up with unlimited access to the internet in his home, then under the roof of a pious man, under the roof of a Muslim home, under the roof of someone who never expected it, his son all of a sudden now has got some funny beliefs. 
He's now questioning the reason for us having to believe in Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some of them are affected with atheism. Some of them with modernism. Some of them with this LGBTQ plus groupings. And whatever other ways, we find as we are progressing more and more in time, we are being affected by the isms around us. Man's belief structure is being challenged. Even if somebody doesn't identify himself as an atheist, he doesn't identify himself as gay, but his belief structure is being affected. Sometimes we lower our guard. Sometimes we see what is wrong with them. Sometimes we say, let us accommodate them. Our belief structures, respected friends and elders, are challenged. And if you have to speak about hifzun nafs, the protection of the souls of man and the lives of man, then hadith wala haraj. Then it's no secret. The entire dunya is filled with mass murder, open murder, modern warfare, sophisticated ways of, of population control and of taking away the lives of people. If you look at our health system, the more we progress in time, we are being bluffed that it is progress. The more we are retrogressing even materialistically. The more we are getting sick. The more people are leaving this dunya because of sicknesses that were unheard of before. Hifzul nafs also has been compromised. Hifzul mal, the wealth of man, has been, whether it is be through exploitation, whether it is now through current inflation, whether it is through corruption, whether it is in the name of celebration, the amount of wealth of the, of the people that is being wasted, respected friends and elders, is at an alarming increase. Specifically, specifically our communities, being an annual visitor to you, I see it year in and year out, how the, how the extravagance is on an increase. People living outside, recently, last week, somebody was telling me, you know, I went to Durban, and the thing I can tell you is the amount of money people are wasting, it is, it is unheard of before. A man who, who was born in Durban, grew up here and then migrated somewhere else. The amount of extravagance that is found in our societies is alarming and is a great warning. Israf is something Allah hates. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam prohibited us from wastage. Wasting water for wudu. Wudu which you need to read your salah. Wasting water at wudu time also. Walo kunta ala shati in nahar. Even if you had the river bank, don't waste the water. In other words, even if you have so much in front of you, you can afford it like we say. Even then too, and even if it is for something as sacred as wudu, don't waste. Today the wealth of the ummah is being wasted. Thousands of rands are being spent on some celebration. Whether it be a birthday celebration, Allah protect us. Whether it be in the name of a sunnah walima. Whether it be because of upgrading your car and your home. Whether it be on exotic holidays. We are all aware of the amount of wealth that the Muslim community of Durban has lost. Not many months ago, in false schemes for holidays, the millions of figures, the figures that were being shared on social media, where is all that money coming from? And why is it going on exotic destinations? That is a wastage of wealth, respected friends and elders. This is a ni'mat from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we don't make qadr of any ni'mat, it doesn't come back. If you don't treat that ni'mat like you ought to be treating it, it can be snatched away in a second. We had, we had one shock, so to say, last year with the looting. We had another shock this year with the floods. Have we really taken effect? Have we taken heed? 
Or is it just that competition has set into such a level that now it's irrespective of how much of the money is spent as long as I am better than the next man. As I mentioned earlier, although Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us so much, but that this satisfaction has set in because of the effect of social media, because of people sharing what they are doing, where they are going, the next person sees it and he is aping for it, irrespective of how much of wealth is being spent. <clears throat> when it comes to the integrity of man, hibzul aql, that also is at risk. People are losing their minds. People are falling into depression and then turning eventually into suicide. Dar ke kehte hai ke mar jayenge. They, they get scared and panic and say, you will die. Let me die, let me take my life. Agar mar ke bhi na chute, to kaha jayenge. If after death also there's no say, peace, as Allah hasn't kept it in that, then where will we go? Kaha jayenge? People are being, our, our integrity and our minds are being made fun of, respected friends and elders. We are being mocked at. My beloved father, rahimahullah, used to give the example. He would say, growing up, you know, 20, 30 years ago, <clears throat> if you wore your skipper and the tag at the back was facing the outside, somebody pointed it out to you, you would change it immediately because you wore it the wrong side. Now it's fashion to have the label on the outside. If you were wearing your vest and the seam was visible from the outside, as soon as you noticed it, you would change it. You would change it around. Today that has become a fashion. If somebody noticed a tear on his pants, he would feel ashamed to walk around in society like that. Today it has become a fashion. How can that become fashion? We are falling, we are falling for the trap of shaitan. And in this way we are being mocked at. Why? Because the criteria for us, na'uzu billah, is no more remain Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The sunnah is no more the criteria. The, su- uh, the, the, the criteria for us now is what is trending. What is trending on social media? What is being shared so many times and liked so many times on Instagram? What, which videos and which speaker are being watched so many times and viewed on YouTube and on TikTok, etc. And in that way, our life is also TikToking away. In that way our life is going, our, our minds are going, our wealth is going, our deen is going. And eventually the fifth, the fifth maqsad and purpose of sharia is to protect the lineages of man. Today zina has spread in our community to such a level Allah save us and protect us. But it's sad that the time has come when we say that even in our Muslim homes, sometimes there is doubt as to who is the father of the child. Is that the level we ever dreamt of? <coughs> How did we reach their respected friends and elders? If we were upholding the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wallahi we would have never reached there. If we were upholding the command of Allah and the teachings of Islam, wallahi we would have never been compromised in terms of our belief structure, in terms of the loss of, of, of lives, in, the, in terms of loss of wealth, in the terms of loss of our integrity, and in terms of the contamination of people's lineages. It is time for us to come back. Time for us to come back to basics. The solution is not in anything modern and sophisticated. No, that is mata'ul ghurur. This dunya, every time we are being bluffed with something new and something new. There is no satisfaction in that. Because people who went into the system of the world and had it all, still took their lives. Still, still became depressed. Still they turned to drugs and alcohol and womanizing because they found no peace despite having all the wealth, driving the best of cars, having the best of homes, going for the best of holidays, 
having the best of women, and having everything at their disposal. But there was no satisfaction there. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't keep it there. Then sadly they turned to vice, further vice and drugs, etc. Allah hasn't kept it there either. And then they ended up taking their own lives, despite having everything. <clears throat> How is it that man is losing his mind to such an extent a person goes into a school of innocent children? Innocent children and he slaughters them, shoots at dozens at a time are being shot and murdered. Losing his mind. That is a direct result of the wrong system. This dunya has been covered and the globe has been covered for a very long time in every other ism. By every other system, whether it be modernism, whether it be capitalism, whether it be any other way, besides the way of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and to speak on a global scale and to speak politically, we find ourselves historically at the end of one century. One entire century has passed without the sharia of Allah fully being implemented in the dunya from the fall of the Ottoman Empire. So people then ask, people are saying there's so much of chaos on, in, in earth. How will the conditions change? When will Imam Mahdi come? When will there be some, up, when there be, when will there be some reform? Even if Imam Mahdi comes, respected friends and elders, even if there may be some awakening, it is up to me and you. Every change and every rise of Islam started with the, commun- with, the, with the congregation, with the masses. That is where the true salah must come. That is where true reformation must start. My respected Ustad, Shaykh Muhammad Awama, Hafizahullah, mentions, he says, there is so much of challenge and we are waiting for the mercy of Allah, making dua that Allah must alleviate the suffering. He says, but inspect your life. Have you really taken heed of what is happening around you? Inspect your life and then change your life. And he says, before making dua for Allah to alleviate the suffering, make dua for your own islah. Make an effort to change your life. He says, make the dua, Allahumma aslihna wa farrij anna. Oh Allah, first reform us. In other words, make us eligible for your mercy. Allahumma aslihna wa farrij anna. And then after, oh Allah, relieve us from the suffering and the taklif and the challenges that we are facing. There is no other way but the way of the, of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that will solve our issues and the issues throughout the globe. Respected friends and elders, every one of us are representatives of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, representatives of Deenul Islam. If you think about it, it may sound crude, but we, we have deprived the world of the sunnah. We have deprived the people around us of the deen of Allah by first failing to uphold the flag of Islam. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions in a hadith, كُلُّ رَجُلٍ مِّنْ أُمَّتِي عَلَى ثَغْرَةٍ مِّنْ ثُغَرِ الْإِسْلَامِ Every individual of my ummah is at a standpoint defending Islam and representing Islam. Every ummah is not just the Mawlana, it's not the person knocking on your, on your door, the da'i, the tablighi, not the shaykh in the khanqa only. Every individual, every reciter of karima la ilaha illallah is at a standpoint wherein he is representing Islam and ought to defend Islam. Thereafter, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Allah, 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 Allah means beware of Allah, fear Allah. La yu'tal islamu min qibalikum. You should not be the cause of Islam being brought into disrepute. How much of the sunnah have we upheld? If the time came to close your shop and come for salah and you never did it, you never left your business for salah, then you have let down deen al-Islam. You have misrepresented the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
if the time came and you engage in, in, in riba, you have misrepresented Islam and Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you engage in shady deals and you lied and you cheated, then before the, before the other haram and before the wrong to the next man, you have failed yourself in your basic duty of, repre- of representing Islam truly. And thereby you've had an effect on those around you as well, as I've been explaining. Every one of us are representatives. Mona Muhammad Ahmad Partahabgiri, Rahimahullah, great buzruk of his time, in the previous century mentions, Rahmat ka abar banke, jaha bhar become a cloud of mercy, and cover this globe. In other words, every Muslim, every Muslim ought to become this cloud of mercy. Rahmat ka abar banke, jaha bhar alam ye jal raha hai, bharas ke bujaye. This earth, this world is in flames. This world is in flames. The flames of zina, the flames of war, the flames of fitna, the flames of homosexuality, uh, homosexuality, the flames of all other haram and wrong. Baraske bujaye, rain down the mercy. What mercy? The sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the teachings of Islam, go and become a true representative. Baraske bujaye, and then you will extinguish those flames. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me a new the tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the realization that what we have, the solution to the problems of mankind is, in, is with every one of us. Every single reciter of karima la ilaha illallah, we have that solution and we owe it to the dunya. Not only to ourselves, not only to our partners and our family and our society, we owe it to the entire globe and we owe it to the alam, the universe. For us to uphold the command of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then and then only will these problems leave us. Then and then only will we see some kind of relief in this dunya. Because the salahil ma'ashi wal ma'ad. For this dunya to function properly, and for our akhirat to be set for us, these five things have to be upheld. And that will only be upheld by us upholding every command of Allah and sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that are directed to us. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.